Welcome to White Centipede Noise Podcast, the show by and for those who love noise and those who make it. My name is Oscar Brummel. If you appreciate this podcast, please consider supporting it at patreon.com slash white centipede noise. Not only does this make the show possible, you also get access to bonus WCN TV content. And if you join the Maniac Circle, you get invited to the White Centipede Noise Discord server and access to giveaways and surprises. White Centipede Noise is also a label in mail order. Visit whitecentipedenoise.com to see available label releases and a massive international distro. to White Sniffing Noise Podcast. Today my guest is an integral member of the Houston noise scene, dating back to the golden age of the mid-90s. Please welcome Scott Houston of Respirator. Hello. Morning, Scott. Good morning. Good evening. How you doing? Good to see you. Thank you for, uh, thank you for joining me and nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Um, you. So, so... If you could start off, can you tell me about your first contact with the the Houston noise scene and how that how that came about? Uh, through being friends with Richard Ramirez and Dwayne Cassie. Um, this would have been in, in ni- early '92. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I, I knew already knew about experimental music and things because I was fortunate enough to grow up in Houston, uh, Texas. Where around 90, 87, 88, I, I uh, discovered KPFT, uh, it's a Pacifica station here in, in Houston. Okay. Uh, and then KTRU, the uh, Rice Radio, uh, where they both had specialty shows for experimental music or, and all that. So I was already aware of it, but by the time when I met Richard, he 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 had showed showed me a lot. He was you know, would make tapes and stuff like that. And, and Richard and uh, Dwayne and I, we, uh, well, they started a band called Threshold of Sleep. Mm-hmm. They asked me to join the guitar noise type stuff. And uh, yeah, that's that's where it all began, really, from, from knowing those two guys. Cool. And, and, and that was like, you know, 92 was like the early days of, you know, Deadline Recordings, I think, started in 90, like 90, but Threshold of Sleep was one of the first yeah. 10, I think, like Deadline Recordings tapes. Were you on that first de- or Threshold of Sleep tape? I believe so. Uh, like in 92? Like it's, it's, it's been forever since I've heard all that sure, stuff. Sure, sure. I mean, it, but, but I mean, so that was a... You were basically around during the formation of that whole scene. And I'm really curious to know about that whole time because it's very shrouded in... In some way shrouded in mystery because well first of all richard has so many projects with different names so you know yeah. you see a million projects and a lot of them are him and a lot of them are him solo under different monikers or with the same kind of people but i still get the impression that there's a lot of there were a lot of people involved at that time that that aren't necessarily around now or or, or whatever like what how big was the scene back then like what what, what how many people were we talking like oh, roughly uh, Around '92 or so, I uh, I don't I don't really remember. Uh, like, well, uh, I mean not were, specifically uh, dates, but I mean like like at Houston, like at a Houston show, for example, was it like a handful of people in the audience? Was it like fifty people, like a hundred, or was it you know? Some some shows would be. Uh, friends of ours only, like four or five people. Uh, mm-hmm. The first noise fest that Richard, I think it was the first one he did. There were a lot of people there. He like, I remember him making uh, posters and really uh, like promoting it and all. So there was a lot of people and a lot. There were a lot of bands there that night. Uh, but it would, 
uh, it would vary. Like, uh, mo mo most of the time, there would be not not too many people there, if I remember right. This episode of White Cinnamon Noise podcast is brought to you by Oxen Records. Now available on Oxen Records, Dressing, From the Body to the Door CD. Dublin-based artist Kevin Kerwin, Sounds in the Vein of Hands 2. Purgist, Heatsink CD. Oral Atmospherics, Waterlogged Drones, and Weatherbeaten Pulsations. Other titles still available, Scum and Unsustainable Social Condition, Necessary Downfall CD. Leah P., Surviving the Familiar CD. Systemic Sewage and Unsustainable Social Condition, All Available Weaponry CD. Available at oxenrecords.bigcartel.com. But you, so you met you met uh, Richard kind of outside of the noise scene. He kind of brought you into yep. that f in, into the into the fold. And um, is that is that accurate that he kind of did that with a lot of people? Because like like I said, there's a lot of people that are on. You know, you see their names on these earlier tapes and stuff like that. Different oh, collaborations okay. in the Houston scene, and then like I don't know who they are. Like they didn't seem to be making music later, but it seems like they all kind of like were connected to Richard. Like he was. Well, um, that... I, I, uh, I remember, uh, the guys from, uh, Turmoil in the Toy Box, mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, John Kennedy from, uh, Cyclops Joint. And th th there was already that scene, but I, I, I think, uh, Richard was, uh, I was already friends with Richard and Dwayne doing Threshold of Sleep and, uh, uh, then Richard asked me to do uh, Black Leather Jesus with him and uh, uh, Randy Strong, Jim mm -hmm. being my wife. Uh, they, uh, 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 I'm sorry, man, but no, it's okay. okay. What I'm trying, to say is, uh, well, me, Richard, and Randy, we ended up not being friends too much anymore, or okay. not at all. Uh, I, I quit doing noise then for for a long time so I, I, I don't there was a lot of stuff that uh richard did there was a lot of new people came in that, that i never met and also but uh i hope i answered your question <laughs> yeah sure why did you why did you quit noise at some point um i don't know i wish i hadn't uh i really don't know man uh we uh we we had our son uh around that time and i was that was that was that was that was what i was doing being a dad and going to work and such I was sure doing all sure that. sure yeah but well a few years later this was in 94 when i stopped and uh in 96 I'm, i i started back up doing uh spit right uh and uh but it i, I wasn't uh doing shows and all that no that that wouldn't happen again so about 2004 I think. Okay. Because you you you've been kind of like an on and off member of of Black Leather Jesus. I mean you you know back in those days and then I also noticed you've you know been on some of the the 2000s recordings and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um what was Black Leather what was being Black Leather Jesus like? Um those early days uh I like that that being in that band because uh, uh, I don't know. Me and Richard were really close friends, and uh, uh, he he he. Uh, I liked his art, the art, the ideas he came up with, the name yeah. Black Leather Jesus rules. Uh, yeah. Uh, the uh, he he was brave enough to be out with the sexuality and stuff, and I always thought that was awesome. Yeah. Uh, and. Uh, I don't know. We just uh, we came to harsh noise and stuff. We we agreed on how it should go and stuff like that. What were you doing in Black Lord Jesus at the time? Were you doing guitar? Guitar noise. Sometimes I would do stuff on a mic on a microphone, like scream into it mm -hmm. and such. Mostly, yeah, mm -hmm. guitar. Playing it with uh, Keith Rowe style with screwdrivers and files and mm -hmm. nails and uh, with. Uh, Brillo pads, uh, crescent wrench. <laughs> yeah, what were those sessions good. like at that time? The you know the the sound that the sound of those is so like tape saturated. 
but still you get the sense that there's a room full of people doing stuff. But what comes out on the tape is oftentimes like a totally processed sound, you know, but what was, what was the actual physical live experience like? Um, just uh, being in, uh, when we were doing uh, Threshold of Sleep, we mostly record, I remember, in, uh, at Dwayne Cathy's house in his living room using like a, a, a little tape recorder, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I think we used that for a long time until Richard was using a stereo uh, that he, he would you know, record like that. Uh, it you, mostly being just no more than four of us, maybe. Yeah. We, Richard and Randy, or me and Richard, and uh, uh, I think Dwayne would do stuff with Black Widow Jesus sometimes too. If I remember right. But yeah. The, yeah. We, uh, after yeah, around '94, after you know, I quit. The, he he started getting people in, involved. Okay. Around were those were those sessions improvised or was there like a plan or like uh, leadership or kind of different? Oh, uh, yeah. R- Richard had a lot of ideas. He could he he would uh, uh, like director. However, uh, w- w- with threshold of sleep, we tried like okay. Uh, I I, I kind of remember us. Uh, uh, trying to, uh, we, we would do improvised stuff, record it, and then try to redo it. I remember one time, like for a mm-hmm. live show, and then it, we we just figured it'd be better. We just hit play and record and go off. Yeah. Uh, yeah so the most of the time it was just improvised. You know? Yeah. Were you ever in the group uh, when David Gilden was in it? Yeah, there at the end. Yeah. Uh, he, he, he was uh, uh, in Black Little Jesus, yeah, uh, right before I left, and then he, he kept being on, in after, uh, and he did his solo stuff in, on another project with Richard, I think. Yeah, I, I was, yeah. Uh, I knew, I was talking on the phone with that guy sometimes, and uh, the two or three shows we did with him, it was cool hanging out with him. Yeah. Uh, interesting, interesting character. What was he like? Because he's, you know, he's 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 gained a a legendary status um, among noise, and of course, passed away quite early. So there's not much, you know, pe- there's not many people who have actually had the chance to to talk to him. There's even room, you know, there's even obviously false rumors that he doesn't exist, that he's some sort of made up character. But but what he's, what was he like as a person for you? Uh, I remember him being pretty friendly. Uh, he he liked uh, guitar noise. I did. Uh, he he was the, at that noise fest. I think he was the, the Richard, the first one. He he came up to me excited about guitar noise and shit. We we kind of yeah. bonded because he would, he he was doing the same thing, and uh, uh, he was just cool to talk to and stuff. The little uh, unfortunately, he's too. Uh, I think he drank too much and, and all that. But I don't remember him being too belligerent or nothing like that mm-hmm. he was, I don't know I liked him yeah did you see him play live solo before no, no. it was every, every no, time okay. I saw him, maybe one show I think at that noise fest I think he played solo or with someone else but mo- most of the time it, he was playing with Black Leather Jesus when I saw him perform yeah yeah and when you you've mentioned like now that Richard brought in some new people around '94, what do you mean by that? Oh, he uh, I imagine he was just meeting uh, 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 meeting new people that were you know into uh, into harsh noise. Yeah, uh, I, I just wasn't around to, to meet all. The, I think I met him. Ended up meeting a lot of people, same people later in the 2000s. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's unfortunately, I just when we 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 stopped being friends for a while, and uh, I kind of just disappeared. Really didn't talk to him yeah. until Richard until. Uh, Why is that? I don't really want to get into it. Other than say, sure. Uh, Randy asked him to do something. 
she said he agreed to it. And when it came time, he's like, no. And I don't know. They got uh-huh. into it. I, I was just in the middle of it. And sure. Randy was my wife, so I just, I, I wish I'd, I'd, uh, uh, I, I wish I'd kind uh, uh, like try to try to squash it, try to make peace with them. And right. No, nah, that that's just was the type of person I, I didn't say too much in conflicts and stuff. Sure. Yeah, I understand. But I wish I did, did something. Because <laughs> like, a lot of times, are he you guys was, on good terms now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I talk to him every so often. Cool. There are so many mis like I said, there are so many f- figures that were involved in the deadline recording scene and, 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 and the Texas, Houston, Texas scene back at that time that don't really, aren't really around these days and didn't really maybe continue doing noise beyond a certain time. And why do you think that is that that's that a lot of people seem to have kind of disappeared from those times? Uh, maybe just lose interest in, uh, um, get into something else or yeah i don't know they uh i don't know <laughs> uh, yeah. i i think these people lose interest sometimes and yeah i, I have and then, but i come back to sure it. yeah to me it's, it's something that i feel like i can i can do and then put down and do whatever i want yeah that uh, yeah I, I i don't feel bad about that no, of course. I mean, I, I think I think that's totally fair. I think a lot of people just shouldn't be expected to force being in something that they've been involved with for a certain time just for the hell of it. But I, I, tried to I do be- think noise has a certain effect on people where it's like once it kind of really infects you, it kind of stays with you in some form, you know, forever, even if you're not always working on it, you know. Yeah. At least that's my, that's my belief about it. Yeah. Oh. Uh- I already listened to weird music and, uh, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go through like, I was listening to the, I was listening to the Grateful Dead this morning. Uh, tomorrow I'll probably maybe listen to Black Flag or, uh, yeah. Sometimes I just want to hear the incapacitance real loud, <laughs> you know. For sure. Go. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, th- it seems like there was also a high, concentration relative to most like noise scenes of um females involved uh, queer folks involved latinos people of color involved in the houston scene was that something that you were conscious of at that time did that did that strike you or the scene as like a kind of a an um unconventional to what the noise scene often was or was that just kind of normal at that time i don't know really houston noise scene was all only really seen i i know i know knew about um yeah it is kind of same thing with like punk and hardcore maybe uh yeah uh well they'd mostly be white male males uh right but women and uh people of color also uh yeah which is a good thing. I think I'd like to see more. For sure. Yeah. Um, tell me about your solo projects that you were doing at that time too. Um, there's, you know, I, I got, I got familiar with your work through respirator, which we'll get to in a little bit, but I haven't been able to try. I've tried to track down quite a few of your older stuff, but I haven't been able to find some of it like, um, uh, my blood and coat hanger abortion. Were those yeah. sole products of yours? Yeah. Uh, that coding or abortion was turned into, I just changed the name. It was all guitar noise. Guitar noise. Uh, uh, but yeah, um, man, uh, I, I never kept any of that stuff. I, I wish I had. Uh, Damn. Uh, my blood stuff. Yeah, I, I, don't, I haven't heard that in 30 some years. <laughs> uh, wow. I, I see, uh, I've seen like on Discogs, like, uh, like some some people, somebody has it somewhere. I don't know. Right. I, 
I remember giving tapes away. You think he's, Richard has it? No. He, yeah, I've asked him. Yeah, he did. My Blood. Oh, well, you can hear him. There's a My Blood track on the uh, the first. Uh, this is oh, Cataclastic Fractures. Oh, it's a mm-hmm. death uh, CD. Uh, mm-hmm. it's like one one minute or less tracks. But there's a My Blood mm-hmm. on there, uh, track on there. I don't know how available that is anymore. Uh, but yeah, the, I don't know what happened. Uh, what, I'd was, like to, what was My Blood like sonically? My, just, uh, I was trying to be, I was really into Sonic Youth and, uh, uh, just yeah, guitar noise. Uh, you know, uh, a lot of feedback, a lot of uh, heavy distortion. Uh, yeah, I would play with Brillo pads and uh, Brillo pads and uh, you know nails and files. Yeah, uh, I was trying to sound like uh, like Incapacitance or Marsville uh, on the guitar. Yeah, I found I could do that with like a, cool. a chain off a dog collar or a Brillo pad. And, uh, it, it t- trying to make it sound not like a guitar was, was it? Yeah, idea. You know, was the idea sometimes? Do you when you see the like the Discogs list of the My Blood releases that exist? Are there more? Do you think that just haven't made it on Discogs that that were out? Uh, I think I, I see all that I remember that I, that I did. Uh, no, I think those, those, the My Blood you see on Discogs, I think that's it, yeah, pretty much. It'd be interesting to find those out, because yeah. people must have them. Well, I, 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 I say I like to hear it, but then I might, I might hate it. <laughs> uh, but I don't know, then I, I might like it, I don't know. Uh, somebody out there has those. Knows. Yeah. The money Europe or something. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but I gave quite yeah. a few in, uh, in Texas back then around 92 and 93. Uh, yeah. I think Richard would dub tapes with that stuff and send it out. He was sending out stuff all the time, getting packages and sending packages. That's one thing yeah. he, he's good at. Promoting. For sure. But, yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. I guess it would be all right to hear that stuff. Um, who knows where it is? <laughs> I would. I would be very curious. It's. I mean, I know what it's like to hear old stuff of your of yourself. It's not always. I mean, there's this kind of mentality that I think we have as noise fans or collectors that if something came out back then or if it's old from someone like an artist we like, that it must be awesome. But sometimes it's not. I mean, sometimes it's not. I know that some of the early stuff that I've done. If someone would say, "Hey, you should reissue that," I'd be like, "No, there's no. That, it's good that it's good that no one can hear that. No, no one needs to hear it. It's not like it's bad, terrible, but it's like, but, but I still, I would be really curious because I think you have a very unique sound, and and I think Threshold of Sleep is an interesting project too because you know it's three of you, and there's it's it's usually quite quite minimal at the same time, or a lot of times it's it's quite minimal. I wonder how that how those sessions kind of worked out because it's like very reduced and i'm thinking is it i'm wondering if there's even three people playing it sometimes you know like it seems uh, a lot of restraint was used sometimes we would uh it would be all three of us sometimes we just wanted one at a time record something uh sometimes yeah. it's just me and richard or just richard and Dwayne. uh yeah i maybe richard would would uh like We'd record something and he would take it and do something with it at home, maybe. Yeah. Most of the time, though, I remember it would be the three of us all together. Yeah. Taking turns. Okay, uh, cool. it was, there was one uh, time we uh, we set up in Dwayne's room and then one at a time we would go in and record something for 15 minutes or so. And uh, Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was... It, we would just take turns or all together do it at the same time. At the same time. <clears throat> were there any like spots or clubs or venues at the time that were kind of central for a lot of the, the Houston noise activity? 
Yes, in the early days it would have been, I guess the axiom would, uh, that, uh, then they changed the name a lot. Mm-hmm. I think it ended up being Harvey's Club Deluxe, Taha Yuk or some such. And, uh, in the early days, uh, yeah, those would have been, well, anywhere, pick and pack. I guess anywhere, any, anywhere that would, uh, would be okay with that, you know, harsh noise style uh, or experimental music. But it seemed like mostly it was the axiom or, uh, or uh, yeah, the axiom. <laughs> were they like mainstream clubs or were they kind of like DIY punk spaces? Uh, well, the axiom was, uh, uh, I wouldn't say it was a mainstream club, but a lot of uh, big punk shows, big, like grind, uh, uh, death metal type, type stuff, uh, mm-hmm. any kind of music, like underground, like, uh, yeah. yeah. Then there was, uh, I remember Super Happy Funland in the 2000s. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that, that, I've been there. You've been there? Yes. Yeah, uh, been there once. That was awesome. I recognize you, man. Yeah. You must have been at, uh, at one of the noise fests and, Unfortunately, I wasn't. I was there only once, actually, and it was when I was in a band called uh, it's called Burning Now. It used to be called Prostate. It's more of an industrial band, and we played Super Happy Funland on on our tour. But um, no, it was like almost zero people there. Richard played. Oh. Richard came out and played. Um, Tef played, yeah. which was awesome. Yeah. I think this dude Jonathan Valdez came out, and a few other few other people. Um. But it was very, very low attendance. I don't think you were there. No, I I know there were a lot of crazy noise fests, and I I always wanted to go to those. But by the time I actually made it to, to, to Super Happy Funland, it was kind of like at the tail end. My friends, my friend actually, we we slept there though. My friend got a massive spider bite on his arm from uh, sleeping on some like I believe, I believe <laughs> fucked up couch there. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. There was some cool shows there. I remember uh, the guy from. Uh, Robbie Newsom, I remember uh, watching he, he, him performing in the women's bathroom. That was oh. crazy. Uh, like, I would have never thought to do that. Uh, yeah. But yeah, everybody was crowded in there. <laughs> uh, what What was the vibe at the shows like? Was it pretty Was it pretty diverse and mixed? Because it seems like I, I mean the, the 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 deadline Richard Ramirez sound is very very harsh, like static, but his sound is also very diverse and it seems like there were a lot of kind of different approaches going on at that time. Yeah. Like, like what, like were there art artsy kind of stuff mixed in with harsh stuff oh, and power electronics? Yeah, uh, definitely. Um, um, I just, it was pretty heavy on the harsh noise, but there'd be other, uh, other style of, Industrial or, or uh, um, you know, like there'd be bands like Steel Hook Prosthesis. Pros, yeah, uh, yeah, Steel Hook Prosthesis. Yeah, uh, they're from Houston, right? Or cl- close by? Or Texas? No, they're from somewhere in Texas. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah it was pretty diverse. Like pretty, yeah. uh, you know. Uh, Experimental type stuff to harsh, harsh noise, uh, uh, free music. Did you uh, see Taint play? No, oh, no, no, I've never seen, seen Taint. I, uh, I, I remember, uh, in the early days, 93 or so, Richard writing back and forth to him, and, uh, uh, that, yeah, that's, I, I never saw him play. No. Yeah, he was pretty rare. I think that he came out and played a show. Yeah, it seemed like uh, he's kind of a hermit guy. Or uh, yeah, I, I never knew him personally or uh, talked to him or, or anything like that. I loved his, his sure music mania and yeah, thank yeah, awesome. yeah, definitely. Um, so. Like I said, the product I got familiar with you with through was uh, Respirator, and it was actually 
after I think Richard posted on some forum that I was watching, like, oh, the new respirator uh, three inch CDR burst. I think he described it as like, like a more, like a kind of like a fucked up sounding hands two or something like that. And I immediately checked it out and I, and I really, really loved it. And, and so I've been kind of like following your work since then and checking, trying to check back through the older stuff, what I could. So can you tell me what respirator is all about? Cause when I have my, my feeling is that is that there's a very unique kind of textures and kind of mix between harsh and, and kind of more softer textures and, and approach going on, but, but but a very bleak atmosphere. What's, what do you what are you drawn to when you're working on respirator noise? Um, more more uh, trying to be more sound art or uh, like a sound collage. Uh, mm-hmm. It is is usually louder than. Uh, I usually try to make it more quieter than it ends up being. Was yeah, uh, hands too, and the small cool pro- cruel party were a big influence on that. Mm-hmm. But, but mm-hmm. then ha- haters and uh, yeah, new block haters also. But yeah, a, a lot of times a, a lot of stuff happens by accident. I'm like, I don't really mean to do it, but I like it. Like it's, it's a lot of times it's like, well, what happens if I do this to it? Yeah, I'm thinking, uh, I. Sounding bleak, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't think I really tried to make make that three inch CD or something like that, or any time I record uh, respirator, uh, it kind of just comes out sounding like that, you know. Sure. It, it's it. I'll record, there... listen to it, or I'll, I'll hear, I'll hear it, and I'm like, yeah, okay, this is, I like this. I'll go. Yeah. With it. Yeah. Are there are there ideas behind it specifically or is it kind of just based on sound? Based on sound. Mm-hmm. Ideas, no. Uh, just just uh this idea of what it will, what would the sound like or I Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, How do you feel about noise that that is like thematically based or brings a lot of kind of outside context into it. Uh, outside context. Well, I mean like, okay, so it's a, it's a piece of static, static noise, but it's, you know, supposedly about something, um, let's say a serial killer, for example, that's the most like stereotypical example. But I mean, like, you know, you have, um, noise that 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 is con- consciously trying to convey an idea or t- or tell a story, you know. Sometimes it seems if it's trying to tell a story, it's all in or uh, it's all in the artwork, artwork, unless it's like power electronics. There's some lyrics there. Yeah. Uh, I don't know with the, with the respirators. It's, uh, there's no like no 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 real idea. It's like sure, uh, maybe I don't know nihilistic or uh, no like uh, an image of nothing. But I, I, yeah, I, I I can't. I don't know how to. Yeah, I understand. Uh, like the artwork, sometimes it's just okay. It goes with this the sound, uh, right? But ne- never any kind of. It just is what you see or hear, you know. It's not kind of yeah, no political type. Uh, sure, sure, sure. Um, what about spit? Because I want to show. I want to show you actually something. When I moved to Germany, um, I started. I think it was actually after I moved to Germany that I got in touch with you about yeah after about about reissuing. A burst, and so I was like going through and trying to find, um, you know, what I could find of your old stuff on Discogs and what what have you, and there was a German label, Scrotum Tapes, yeah. which is you know put out some other stuff by uh, G Horsters and other stuff that I like, and I noticed that they put out a tape by Spit, which I was like, oh fuck, like I didn't realize I was like, oh that's 
that's Scott. So I, I, I found it. And so I, I, I rarely actually seek out and like hunt down old stuff cause I don't have the patience or money for it, but I did, I did find that and I'll, I'm going to, I'm going to grab it and show you. Yeah. So here it is. Yeah. I'm Spit. Bite. Bite. Yeah. It's a cool tape. It's, it's one of my prized possessions just cause of the, the sentimental value it has of like 22 of 29. So this is 29 copies. Um, yeah, uh, that, uh, that, uh, there's something about that tape. Anyway, the co copy I got, uh, I fucked up. <laughs> I, uh, okay, so I had a tape, it wasn't a blank tape, it had another artist's uh, music on it, man. So, yeah, I recorded that over that. So that's what you hear. There's, oh, uh, but I don't want to say too much about that. It's embarrassing to so, um, oh, you mean, you mean on the master, on the master that he got? Yeah, yeah. Ah, interesting. Yeah, because there is some part with some music with some other stuff on it. I thought that was an interesting. I thought that was like an edit. No, that's that's a big. <laughs> and I'm that's cool though. But, uh, yeah. So the what, and that's your handwriting. Um, you probably made, you you did that's your handwriting on the inside. Uh, yeah. Yep. Cool. Yeah. Cool. That that was done. It's also rare. It's also rare. I think that there that German, like German, Germany isn't really known for a ton of harsh noise labels or activities. So even scrotum tapes is kind of like a an anomaly to like the noise scene at that time. So it's it's like I don't know. It's a cool combination of of, of Houston noise being released on a German label in the '90s that I kind of also really really appreciate. Yeah. Um, the, the scrotum guys, the, the, uh, is he still? Uh, it seemed like I was writing emailing back and forth to uh, those recordings for the summer. Also, he's still he's still he's still active. Uh, Bjorn Bjorn, he's still doing stuff, and I've I've actually traded with him in the past, you know, a couple years, like a few times. Awesome. He's doing. I mean, he's not doing as many small tapes, but he's done a few, a few records in the past few years. And I don't know. Was he the guy from G Horsters or whatever? Was he the the guy from that group? I'm not. I don't know. Or do you know? No. Yeah, I'll have to check it. Check on it because that's another really cool group, actually. And like another rare German harsh noise thing. There's you know Germany was known for its power electronics and industrial, but but there's less of that crusty, crunchy noise from Germany. Yeah. Um, tell me about some of the other respirator projects and are, are there any other, um, noise projects or, or groups that you're in that, you know, maybe aren't on, you know, cause I've seen, I think on, on Discogs, I've seen spit threshold of sleep. Uh, uh, my blood. Um, Are there any other side products or anything that 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 in the, were less known or 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 not known at all at all about? Uh, in the two thousands, I guess two thousand four or so. Uh, the Richard and I were doing uh, Occupied Riot, Riot Station. Yeah, it's uh, we did one show, which was me on guitar and him on uh, Jump Noise type. Uh, uh, and uh, I think, uh, yeah, there, there's a few releases with that. Um, I forgot. Yeah, that's 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 another one that I wanted that I want to find out more about. Maybe Richard has because Richard's Bandcamp with the the Deadline stuff, he has so much stuff on there. Maybe it's on there. Yeah, uh, maybe. Yeah, I, I haven't looked in a long time. Yeah, but yeah, that that was. Uh, I think he he sent me some stuff once and and I make, did stuff over it. Uh, but that was gets hard noise what I, I was doing and then uh, he mm -hmm. like process or uh, take a recording of that I did and do something with it. Uh, mm -hmm. Got together and recorded once for that. 
But yeah, um, th- this was like 2004 or so. Mm-hmm. We we uh, we haven't done anything with that forever. What was it like when you rejoined? Because I, I I saw that you know Threshold of Sleep kind of became active again in the 2000s, and you also rejoined uh, Black, Black Leather Jesus for some recordings. How was it to how was it to re rejoin these groups and start working again after you know such you know ten years or so like that? It was cool. Uh, uh, it would be like. The, the few shows in the 2000s that I did with Black Little Jesus, there'd be like near uh, eight of us up there. Uh, yeah. That was wild to me. Uh, the shows were cool, man. Uh, we, we we did like a, an a, a S&M type bar in Austin. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's videos of that show. That was an awesome show. Uh, cool. When I came back, I remember being kind of nervous. Uh, sure. I'm kind of a real shy person, uh, being around people I really don't know. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that first show when I came back. I did with. Them. Uh, I was real, real nervous. Uh, Just from the like the the other group members, the whole de- the group dynamic. Yeah, and this in performing, I, I get super nervous every. Yeah. Most of the, uh, all those guys were cool. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I just remember liking the shows that there'd be a lot of us up there. Uh, yeah. <sighs> Let more, exactly, more, more people to take to share the load, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Threshold of Sleep, was that the kind of the same thing? Uh, no, uh, just the uh, just the three of us. Yeah, uh, I think. Yeah, when I quit around '94, they they kept it going. Richard and Dwayne. Uh, okay. But uh, yeah, he we like reunited for some shows and a recording. 2011, maybe. Yeah. Then. Uh, that, that around that time I I, uh, I was going through some shit, so again I I I, uh, I quit uh, doing uh, okay doing shows uh, and uh, recording or whatever. Uh, yeah, but I think they they kept that going. I don't I don't know. What have you been up to lately? Have you been working on any noise in the past few years? Um, a couple of years, I, I there's, I, I have a CD, uh, that, uh, um, a CDR that has some, uh, two minutes and stuff on it. Um, mm-hmm. that was probably like 2019, 2020 when I did that. Uh, I, I've, uh, I've got a, like a, a two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't remember making. I don't know why it's so so short. Uh, <laughs> lately, in the past few years, it's like, man, I really don't like what I do. Uh, like what you what you produce? Yeah, this I don't. Hmm. It uh, it doesn't feel uh, like it used to. Uh, why do you think that is? Um. I don't know. I don't want to do the keep doing the same thing. And uh right. Uh try, trying to uh come up with something new is kind of hard uh for me. Yeah. I'm just real critical like like a drawing or something I, I do I can find stuff I hate it right. I don't know but I want anyone to Right. Uh is my that's sure. analogy I guess. But I, yeah, I, I get ideas of, uh, to do stuff and think about do stuff. I don't know. It's like I work pretty regularly nowadays, and sometimes when I get home, I just don't want to do anything but veg out in front of the yeah. Uh, 
Sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I can understand that for sure. And you know, the the burst CD, the burst, the burst disc has such a unique composition. It's really, really musical. Are you a, are, are you a musician outside of like noise? I mean, you say you do guitar noise, but I mean, are you are you proficient in other kinds of music? Do you do that kind of stuff? Um, I I uh, yeah, I can play the guitar. And, uh, um, I I'm a uh, I, like ten years ago, I started trying to learn theory and things like that. So I got mm-hmm. here, but uh, yeah, I, I can play the guitar all right. I I, I sound like um, I've been playing for about a year, but <laughs> I've been fucking with guitars since I was nineteen. I'm fifty one on my next birthday. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> I just love that's cool though. Yeah, love music, man. Yeah. yeah. Because it seems like you have a like a natural feeling for it, and I mean, I I don't know. Are you using the same kind of equipment that you used always in the past? Were with respirator or something like that? Or are you trying to like get new equipment? Well, um, to try new things out. Um. Yeah, I need. Uh, well, I'm recording with the. Uh, I'm still trying to figure it out uh, with the uh, interface into the computer and all, you know, uh, mm-hmm. where before I had a, a, a Tascam uh, digital four track that, that yeah. died on me. So uh, that's what I used to, uh, I still have it. It just doesn't, doesn't work. Uh, yeah. That, that's what I used to uh, do the, uh, the burst, uh, this burst CD. And then I did some other things on it. Oh, there's a, uh, Petite Souls. He uh, read yeah. uh, 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 We're with Jerusalem and Respirator uh, 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 cassette. The split. Yeah. yeah. Um, he reissued it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if he's still got. That's cool. I don't know how how many he has left or if it's. Uh, that's cool. That's a, that's a good one too. Yeah. He he wants. That's good to know. He wants new stuff also. Yeah. I think it'd be great if you. I mean. I think it'd be great if you were able to create something new. And I don't know. I think I don't want to like, on the one hand, it's like, I think people should try to, you know, find new gear and things like that and do and change their, their things. But I also, at the same time, I think sometimes that's, sometimes I think that's the downfall is that people are like, well, you know, I did all that shit back then. I want to try something new now. And they, I think a lot of the, the, the special sound of, of noise comes from those older methods, despite, yeah. you know, despite all the possibilities to do new stuff. I think a lot of the older methods just produce such great sounds. And I think I have, a, I have a feeling that sometimes people get, they feel like they can't, they don't want to rehash something. So they like start messing with some new, like kind of more modern gear. And it kind of just doesn't really, doesn't produce the same feeling. Yeah. Um, well, I still have some, uh, I, I, I would be using some of the, uh, I still have some of the same pedals and, and things that I was using uh, yeah. 15 years ago. Or, uh, yeah. But the only difference is I'm recording with the, uh, it's all digital, right? It's like the, uh, sure. the interface into the computer. Uh, right, right. The, instead of the four track, the four tracks are easier, if you ask me. Uh, right. Back in the it's a little more direct. A cassette or a, uh, you know, four track to a cassette deck. Uh, I missed. Yeah, I, I have a cassette. Yeah, I, I sometimes think of, of uh, buying a, a, a used uh, Tascam cassette recorder. Because yeah, yeah, you should. Those are good. The, you're you're right that there's there's a difference in the sound. You know, when you record on cassette to you know digital style. It does a it does a magic trick right away. Like even. Just the recording process oftentimes has a improved sound without having to do anything to it, you know? Cool. That that warm kind of crusty sound, which is great for noise. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, um, I still don't know how to... Uh, I just got to sit down. I'm sure I could figure it out. I still don't know how to, uh, to send... Uh, to make an MP3 and then send it out. 
uh, email with you know through email. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, that's but that's that's all doable, and people still send CDRs and and yeah. tape masters in the mail anyway. That's there are still people who, who who do it that way, prefer it that way, and it's yeah, it's still it's still good as long as you get it out there. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, I I I I, I mean I, I'll hear uh, some noise I like and, and stuff, and you know I wanna I wanna record something. Cause sometimes it just doesn't. Most of the time it's like uh, no, I don't want anybody. To hear this. Yeah. Sure. I also, That's fair enough. I, I would really like to, uh, to to get with some other musicians who like uh, pre pre music or uh, uh, you know not not really structured songs. Just go off free jazz. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or, or I'd like to. Uh, Are you still living in Houston? Yeah. Yeah. I live in. Uh, is there what's the what's the current Houston situation like the current scene? I don't know. Uh, is is uh, I think there's I, I well, things that happen kind of go. I, I miss I miss it. <laughs> uh, sure. Pay attention too much. Yeah. Uh, but it seems like there's like uh, Arsenal shows. I I don't remember the last one that uh, uh, that I've seen uh, advertised or Right. There's uh, like avant-garde type uh, uh, improvised music type stuff. Right. Yeah. I, I noticed that there's uh, live shows with that that stuff going. Yeah. I, I don't think you mentioned hearing some noise. You mentioned sometimes hearing noise and wanting to 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 do your own or like kind of it it kind of like sparking motivation and inspiration again what 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 are your top five noise releases of all time can you can you tell me what you think that would be noise releases uh or or if that's too specific you could tell me artists but um hold on i'll be right back i love this this is like awesome new blockaders release there yeah, I hear this like, like this. This is awesome. Uh, um, what? Uh, oh, uh, the uh, the very artist uh, music should hurt. Uh, yeah, I love that comp. Uh, yeah, uh, hell yeah, it's classic. There's a. There's a, yeah. There's also the 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 noise podcast, Noise Extra. That's uh, done by Gray from Chondritic Sound and the Connollys. They they have an episode where they go through that compilation and talk about each track specifically. And I think after that, or maybe before that, a separate episode. They had they had one where they interviewed uh, Pat from Skin Crime. Awesome. Which was. Also, also super great. I don't know. I don't know if you've heard that, but definitely worth checking out. Like super, super fascinating to hear about all that stuff in detail. I have to look it up. Yeah. Noise extra. Yeah. I. I. I yeah. Exactly. Noise extra. On something. Instagrammers. Or something. Yeah. 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 So what are what are some other favorites? Um. I used to have a seven inch. Uh, it was A and A. Uh, um. It had, I think it was Asian noise artists and, and American noise artists. Uh, I think Mason Jones was on there. Yeah. Uh, um, Merzbal, Soldamania. I don't think they were, uh, it's been a long time. I don't even have that anymore, but I remember love. It's a seven inch though? It's, an, it, it's a seven inch? Uh, so really short tracks? I don't, I don't know that one. That's cool. I, I think it, it, uh, it it's uh builds up a whole all steps, you know, both sides of a seven inch. Uh, mm-hmm. Cool. Like what is it? How how many minutes? A seven inch is I don't know, like five. Is it like five minutes or less? Yeah, a little, little, little less than that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cool. It has all that stuff. Uh, was another. I also used to have uh, 
it was a comp uh, that had uh, new blockaders on it, and then some other Solomania, some Japanese uh, artists. Man, what was it called? Yeah, super rare. I, I used to load that a lot. And this uh, uh, KK Null and Jimmer Work, New Kind of Water, I think. Uh, yeah. What is it called? I don't know what happened to it. Oh, yeah, this this rolls. I bought that in yeah. uh, like 93 or so. Nice. I, I still have it. Have nice. It, it's all. Yeah, that's, that's one of my favorites. Is that your little box of noise that you brought into the room? Yeah, it's it's some uh, it's like what's left of uh, I don't have yeah. any vinyl anymore. Uh, I don't even have a, have a record player anymore, but uh, yeah, cassette or uh, CD. I, I don't have. Any. Yeah, vinyl's all gone. But sure. Yeah, this that's, that's still yeah a few few things I still have. Cool. Um, Concrete violin. Yeah, that's another Houston Houston dude, right? Yeah. Austin, right? Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. He, him, and uh, Carol. They they also do uh, illicit relationship. That. Uh, yeah, that's that, right. That's, that's that's very good, very good stuff. Yeah. Is, yeah, a lot of stuff from Houston was awesome. Do you think the atmosphere of Houston has anything to do with the the vibrant noise scene that that existed at that time? Like the I don't know the 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 vibe of the city, the the heat, the politics. Do you think that plays a role? Um, man, it gets hot as hell here. That that might have something to do with. It. I don't know. Uh, It is something in the water or something. I don't know. It's like uh, even the, the 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 underground bands I remember in the early '90s were were heavy and noisy, real psych psyched out paintings and uh, yeah stuff like that. Uh, a lot of freaks in Texas, I guess. Was the energy between people at the noise shows like usually? What was the energy like between people? Was it was it positive? Was it friendly? Was it hostile? Was it dangerous? Dangerous, no. Uh, no. Uh, hostile, no. Uh, a lot of times I'd keep to myself and just talk to like Richard or, uh, or Sean. Sean. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not a person to, to really to get in and start talking with the group and all that. Anything else you would like to add? I mean, I would like to add that we would like to hear more from you and from Respirator. And it's good to know that some things are being reissued. Um, I would love to, first of all, hear any, you know, if anyone's out there has Respirator stuff that's listening right now or watching that they're willing to bring forward, I think, please reach out to Scott. Yeah. I think it would be really cool to to re-earth, uh, unearth some of that stuff. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I hope, you know, I hope life lets you explore and create some new stuff in the near future. And, you know, anything else you'd like to add? Just, uh, uh, not really. I just, uh, Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, um, who knows what I'll do, you know, in the future? It's like, uh, you know, I uh, I like recording and stuff. I don't. I just don't know if, if if I do anything in the future, if it'll be respirator or it'll sound like like the, the uh, yeah. It doesn't have to. Uh, but uh, yeah, you'll never. Know. Main thing is it makes you happy. I'm sorry. Main thing is it makes you happy, or you know, fulfills your interests or whatever needs in, in the moment to, to make something. It's not like you should be making something for some sort of, you know, expectations of other people, of noise fans, but. Uh, yeah, I guess, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what else to say, but uh, 
But uh, thank you. I'm glad people uh, uh, hear, hear, hear Respirator and, and some other stuff. Uh, I guess that's what I think yeah. goal was producing music and you want to hear it and yeah. enjoy it. And, uh, yeah, for sure. Exactly. And they are, and I think hopefully they'll hear more of it too. So cool, Scott. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time. It was nice to meet you. Thank you for telling your stories and telling us about the, you know, the past that we're all, you know, people of my generation are very curious about not being able to live through it. So really appreciate you taking the time to share yeah, with us and uh, take care and we'll, We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for having me. You too. Take care. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to White Centipede Noise Podcast. Please head over to patreon.com slash white centipede noise to support this show. And an extra special thank you to Tony Stovic and DF, heavy sponsors of this episode of White Centipede Noise Podcast.